Welcome to Perspectives. I am your host, David Howard. Thank you for joining me once more as I share God's word. I appreciate your listening as it has been a tremendous blessing to me thus far. My desire is that each podcast speaks genuinely to the necessities of your heart and answers every single prayer in the most awe-inspiring way. As the Lord gave me the message for this week, I had an opportunity to pause, if only for a moment, and think about when enough is truly enough. When I have an abundance and still desire more, where does that craving and desire come from? What is the void in our lives that rests upon our hearts that causes us to want more on top of more in spite of what we already have? It is a complex matter because the more we hear and see the constant bombardment of visual impulses every day, the more desirous we become of that thing or things. It consumes us, causing us to forego our need to hear God's voice until at last we finally have it. Our response is solely, this is it. And find offense if someone has the same thing or wears it better than us. How can we have everything and still feel so empty and so unsatisfied? Today's podcast is titled, Enough Is Really Enough. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19 tells us, And my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I am not speaking of greed, for we know what that looks like exactly when we see it. I am speaking of something that affects each one of us, something we cannot explain in the absence of God, that void in our life, that no matter how we try or what we try to fill it with, we still walk away empty and unsatisfied. Longing for something, but not exactly sure what it is. How is that so? I was thinking about my grandmother, Annie Anderson, the other day who passed some years ago. She was a domestic worker all of her life, and she rode the city bus to and from work every single day. And in spite of her treatment, she was never late. She never owned a car or a closet full of clothes. Her living accommodations early on were sparse at best. I can recall growing up and sitting at the kitchen table, helping her lick S&H stamps 
for her booklets that she received from the grocery store. But no matter her lack, she never failed to have an abundance of room for others, no matter who they were. And yet she never yearned for an abundance of more. In fact, in all of her years, I can never recall hearing her complain about anything. I am in awe and envious of that sort of contentment. She set a wonderful example of love and humility for me and so many others. And yet with that self-same example and the abundance of what I already have, there is something innately in me that wants more and more and more. I've owned seven cars in my lifetime when others never had one. I have a closet full of clothes and shoes in which I've yet to wear when others may only have one pair and a single outfit. 55 inch televisions were to rage only a few years ago. It provides all the same channels, but yet that is not enough because I want one that's 82 inches. I have a roof over my head. I've been provided meals to eat, a comfortable bed to sleep in. I have running water, both hot and cold, and clean clothes every day. And yet, there is something in me that still leaves me empty and unsatisfied in a way. I question, what is it that my heart yearns for that leads me this way? We have peered into the depths of space and plunged the depths of the sea in the name of discovery. And yet we want to see and discover more. The perplexity is not about wanting more, but about wanting more of what? Again, I am not speaking of greed, for we recognize it when we see it. I am referring to the way God created us. Created us in such a way that no matter what we accumulate, we are still totally dependent upon Him. Not for some things, but for everything. I have come to realize that despite what we believe, that burning desire is that God is tugging upon our hearts, telling us and urging us to make room for him. But often we cannot because our lives are filled with so much unnecessary and meaningless things. We are always reminded, as Paul stated in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Scripture reminds us repeatedly that God's grace alone, no matter what, is sufficient. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. And as we often hear it explained, 
If he does not do anything else for us, meaning you and I, if he sees fit not to give us anything, he has already done abundantly more than what we consider enough. The word enough is an adjective as described by Merriam-Webster, meaning occurring in such quantity, quality, or scope as to fully meet demands, needs, or expectations. Without glossing over it, the definition does use the term fully, which infers completely or entirely to the furthest extent. Winners are wanting burdensome. When God finally speaks much like our parents and says, enough is enough. He says, I've given you everything. I have fulfilled every promise. Is that not enough for you? I'm not referring to those that don't have enough or are without, but I'm speaking of those of us who have an abundance and overflow and still we're unimpressed by what God has done for us. And yet, we remain steadfastly unsatisfied. But I suppose in essence, that is the nature of our humanity, who we are. For we see it reflected in scripture over and over and over again. Adam and Eve had the entire garden to eat from millions upon millions of trees, thousands of types of fruits and vegetables. But their desire was still for that one tree that they were not supposed to eat from. Genesis chapter three. Cain wanted more. He wanted more from God. He wanted God to acknowledge who he was. He slew his brother Abel because his offerings in spite of his half-hearted efforts, were insufficient before God. Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 through 13. Was it not Nimrod who built the tower to heaven? Because even being a great warrior and ruler, that wasn't enough. He wanted to peer into the heavens, into the innermost workings of God. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 11. And lastly, the children of Israel, after being freed for 400 years of captivity, witnessed firsthand the miracles of God, the cloud by day and a pillar of fire at night, manna from heaven, water from a rock, and plenty of fowl to eat, and still they complained and they too grew dissatisfied, not with what they gave themselves, but with what God gave them, wanting an alternative, something else. Even today, we desire to consume unto ourselves those things we cannot or should not have because we lack the understanding of who God is and his purpose in our lives. That void, that emptiness we feel is where God belongs and he alone. 
We will never cease from the sickening queasiness of our yearnings, our wonderings, our desire for more until he, God, takes his rightful place in our lives, dwelling in the temples not made by hands. Acts chapter 17 and verse 24. But by the very hand of God himself. That is us. Do you not know that you are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. We can buy a winning lottery ticket, but we will still want more. We can find all the gold of Montezuma's empire, own billions of dollars worth of Apple and Amazon stock. We still will want more. Our search is in vain, and it will always leave us empty. The book of Ecclesiastes states it best in chapter 1 and verse 2. Vanity of vanity, all is vanity. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 16. I wish I could say that I have everything I want, but the truth is that God has given me sufficiently above what I need. And for that, we, you and I, need to be eternally grateful, considering so many have nothing at all. The psalmist expressed, one thing that I've asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Psalm 27 and chapter 4. Is God enough for us? Has he given us enough? Or will we be forever disquieted and dissatisfied? May God replace our wonderings and yearnings with the desire for more of him. May our hearts be made whole wanting nothing and wanting nothing else other than him. So when you, we, and I feel that sickening angst in our heart as if something is amiss or something is missing, our response should simply be, yes, Lord. Here am I. Let us pray. Dear Lord, help us to seek your face in all things. You did not put us here to know everything or to be sufficient unto ourselves, but to be totally reliant upon you. We understand that you have given us the ability to accomplish so many things, but in doing so, let us not forsake our reason for being here. Let us not only look after ourselves, but rather look after the needs of our brothers and sisters of low degree, who like Lazarus are only asking for our crumbs. I ask that for everyone listening, that you alone fill the voids in our lives, that we may indeed realize that when you have given us enough, it is truly enough. 
Thank you for your grace and mercy. Hide us forever behind the cross that we not sin against you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Perspectives. Please join me again next week as we continue to share the wonder of God's word. If you enjoy what you have heard thus far or have any questions, please leave a comment on the Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, or Overcast podcast platforms. Or send me an email at howarddc42 at yahoo.com. May God bless and keep you until we meet again.